This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. The ocean is home to some of the unique animals in the world and the internet. Yeah, deep in the rough currents and crushing water pressure, giant cables extend from continent to continent in the ocean floor. The internet is a group of networks interconnected to form an extensive network. That is, the internet. Devices that connect to it can send data to other devices. Think of it as many people sitting together, always talking about new things that can be saved and used. It wouldn't be possible to watch this video without the internet. It all began in 1969, when an organization called ARPANET released the first basic functions that resemble the internet by connecting four computers at four different universities in America. The people behind the screens could transmit information and access other files internally and across the universities. During the 90s, the internet started to take shape with the birth of the World Wide Web, or as we know it today, as www. Although it's funny that we don't even write that down anymore when searching for something in a search engine. It paved the way for websites that provide more information than ever before. And then in the early 2000s, broadband was born. For those who didn't witness these times, this is the sound you typically hear. It's definitely not pleasant, but this was the quickest way to go online for the millennials. This groundbreaking invention was later developed in other major universities across the US and was eventually renamed the Internet. So yeah, there is no giant building called the Internet, which employs thousands of people to make sure we get what we need. Instead, the Internet is just a distribution of networking systems that rely on a collective effort from multiple machines and sources to form a significant network. The difference between a computer and the Internet is that a computer needs all the hardware to work. The Internet relies on networks that don't always have to be present to work. So if a bunch of servers crash in one country, that doesn't mean it'll affect the entire world. Some websites might be affected, but if you're halfway across the world, then you shouldn't feel it. Data centers host a lot of information like this video you're watching now and shoot it up to satellites orbiting the Earth. The data centers store the content data in something called an SSD inside a large piece of hardware called a server. It then takes that data and transmits it to the device you're using to watch this video. But this isn't good and causes a lot of latency. So the internet is connected with physical fiber network cables that go everywhere and anywhere. There are almost 750,000 miles of wires that connect the continents. Many companies threw their money at underwater cable projects for them to share. Think of it like a complicated highway network that connects cities and towns. The cables are vast clusters of tiny threads of glass fibers that fit together in strands. The people behind these cables in their correct spot spend at least a year planning and structuring the cable highway. The wires are wrapped with a copper enclosure to hold and harness electricity to move data across. They then cover it with plastic, steel, and tar to keep it sturdy against the ocean's conditions. They're strong enough to fend off rock slides, heavy currents, earthquakes, and any other factor that might destroy it. They're strong enough to last for 25 years. Now that the cable is built, it's time to ship it off to sea. 
They go in with a large ship to deliver the cables. They set it down strategically and adequately so that it doesn't damage the environment and it won't get damaged in the process. Even though we use Wi-Fi to connect to the internet these days, there are still physical cables that connect to internet service providers with special hardware for you to connect to the internet. At first, you need a router. Think of them like traffic control units that help ensure that internet traffic goes to the right networks. So if you're sitting at a restaurant, then you'll most likely connect to the router they provide. Data is transmitted in something like a message through routers whenever you access the internet. Before the data is transmitted, they're broken up into small parts called packets. Before they become messages, the header packet is released so that the receiving device knows what to do with it. They're kind of like instruction manuals when buying furniture or something that needs to be assembled. When the packets arrive at the destination, they reassemble and become the initially transferred data. Sometimes you can't deliver a significant item in one bulk, so the factory disassembles it and transports it via trucks or ships. And once it arrives at the destination, they fix it until it becomes the structure that was initially planned. While this takes months to do, transporting data through fiber cables only takes split seconds to do depending on the project. While all this seems straightforward, there are still protocols to consider. Think of protocols as systems or rules of communication when two or more things connect. When going to a job interview, you wouldn't casually address the hiring manager with a first name and sit in such a rude manner. Instead, the protocols for a job interview are being professional and behaving like a decent human being. Computers and the internet have protocols that they abide by to transmit data easily. So now that you've got your internet, you're ready to surf the web with ease. Every device is appointed a unique IP address to connect to the internet. IP address stands for Internet Protocol and acts as a home address for your device when accessing the internet. When ordering a package to your house, you jot down everything in your home address, starting from your country, city, town, building, street, floor, and so on. An IP address is given to you by your internet service provider on every device you have connected to the internet. An IP address isn't a secret for them. You can easily find it in your device's settings. Even websites stored in data centers have IP addresses. They're just given names like YouTube.com for people to remember instead of a sequence of numbers. You're sitting in front of your laptop and typing a website you want to access. You're requesting a DNS or a domain name server that filters through the website's name and provides the website's IP address. Your browser will forward that IP address to the server inside the data center. Once it receives the OK from the servers, it will transmit the data through optical fiber cables. The journey for data to travel is challenging and goes through rough terrains like mountains and under the oceans. Finally, the data arrives at your city through interlinked cables into your router. If you're using cellular data, that data will be transferred to a cellular tower that emits electromagnetic waves on the internet. It looks like it takes time, but this process lasts for milliseconds. Besides a vast network of cables and complicated names, the internet is structured and organized. You can even consider it a mini digital world with rules and guidelines for it to function. With plenty of cables as highways, the data is just traveling from device to device, knocking on IP addresses as doors to enter. As we mentioned earlier, a DNS is like a phone book. It sees which name you typed in and corresponds to the IP address associated with it. A computer can't read letters as we do, instead, it knows it as a sequence of numbers. The internet has gone a long way since its creation. It's estimated that 500 billion devices with 7.5 billion users will be connected to the internet by 2030. The digital world will be entwined with the real world in the future. There will no longer be any keyboards, a mouse or screens. 
The virtual world will be so realistic that it'll be difficult to tell the difference between them both. People will wear augmented reality glasses, which will display all the information they need. When wearing them, you'll get to see information popping up in the air as you go. You won't have to bend your neck to stare at your phone as you walk to work. The internet could possibly be downloaded into our heads to not search for any information. It will become very essential for us, just like how water and electricity are around us.